Hey there, welcome to another episode of Content Strategies in Sweatpants. If you're tuning in, I'm sure you're a small business owner who is ready for easy to implement digital marketing strategies. Here at Penny Marketing, we focus on advising and assisting business owners with social media marketing, content marketing, buyer psychology, and funnel optimization. And if you're new here, hey, I'm Marissa Panay, I'm your host, and it is my mission to make you feel at ease and confident in your marketing. Now let's do this. In this episode, we're talking about all things psychology, marketing, neuromarketing. (laughs) If you did not know this about me, I am a psych nerd through and through. That's actually how I got into the land of marketing um, is that I was always a psych nerd and I loved seeing how the brain worked. And then when I realized that you could apply what the brain works to why people buy things, why people do things. I was like, what? This is amazing. Let's, you know, let's dive right on in. Marketing really can't exist without the knowledge of psychology and using like behavioral science and all those things. So that's what this episode is really going to be like diving into. And I'm going to give you a few commonly used marketing psychology principles um, later on, as well as a few examples and insights that you can use in your own marketing strategies. But before I dive in, I just want to say that once you understand how the human brain works, it gets so much easier, so much easier to connect with your ideal customers, activate psychological triggers that will drive decision-making, hint, hint, get those sales. <laughs> and with psychological, psychological information at your fingertips, you can design persuasive ads that reach your target audience, you can create content that captures the attention of your target demographic, and my personal favorite is you're able to design landing pages that result in turning ice cold leads into red hot leads, AKA customers, because they decide to purchase your low ticket offer the first time they ever stumble across you. That is possible when you understand the psychology behind your customers and why they're doing what they're doing and what their main objective is. When it comes to understanding how the brain works, neuroscience, is a very vital tool, um, but I am not a scientist. Um, I'm sure you're not out in the lab doing um, MRIs and everything else, trying to like see the brain waves going on. So there, there is a field that I'm currently learning more about called neuromarketing. And that is essentially taking, if we have neuromarketing, it's taking behavioral science, psychology, and marketing, and it's putting it all together of everything that we've learned and you're getting better, more effective marketing strategies. So I'm kind of learning more about that now. I am by no means an expert in neuroscience or anything like that, Um, but these insights are very interesting in terms of what you can do with your brand. If you've never heard of it before, definitely dive into that because it is, it's like the market, it's like the psychology of marketing on steroids. So you're gonna wanna dive into that. But what I wanna talk about right now is the five, not the five most, but five commonly used marketing psychology principles that you've probably already heard of, but you didn't really know or you never put two and two together that it's actually psychology. And this is actual psychological strategies that are used across the board, whether it's in a lab or if it's on the street in a marketing campaign, this is the thing that is being used on you (laughs) and what you can use on your customers for good. Because these tactics, yes, some people can be like, oh, let's do some manipulation. No, we're not doing that. We are getting customers to buy what they need and what they want. And we're just helping them on that journey. 
the first one. Um, also, if you guys have not read The Psychology of Influence by Robert Cialdini, so good. Totally need to pick up a copy. I pick, I read the book years ago. Um, and while I was diving into some more research of these like um, psychological triggers, it kept coming up in searches. So I was like, you know what? Let me give it another read. So I'm now listening to the audiobook. 10 out of 10. It's a little... It's a little dry in the audiobook, I'm not gonna lie, um, but the information is incredible. And the reason I say this is because the first principle here is the reciprocity principle. Um, and this principle is based on the idea that if a brand does something good for you, you're more likely to return the favor and have an increased cooperation in the future. So the example that Cialdini gave in his book was a, and of course this was like an actual study and everything, um, but a there was a participant and then there was a t um, like a plant essentially. Um, and that plant person on break went and got a Coca-Cola for himself and for like the other participant in there that unknowingly knew that this guy was placed there. <laughs> um, and half the people he got a Coca-Cola for and then half the people he didn't. And at the end, once the survey was over, and mind you, this was back um, when like Coke was about like 10 cents um, a bottle. <laughs> This person at the end of the session asked everybody, regardless of if he bought them a Coke or if they did not buy, if he did not buy them a Coke, if they would be interested in buying these raffle tickets that were um, like 25 cents each, right? So one raffle ticket was already more than the bottle of Coke that Cialdini's subject had already previously purchased them. So they're already at a loss. <laughs> Every single person that received the Coca-Cola that bought raffle tickets bought double and sometimes I think he said up to 500% more um so it was like five dollars or something like that um but it was insane because the people that received the coke felt that they owed him something so in return even though they didn't have to they bought more raffle tickets than those who just didn't get a coke I probably butchered that situation um, entirely. Um, but the moral of the story is if you do something nice for someone out of the kindness of your heart or strategically, the other person unknowingly and unwillingly will be like, you know what, I need to do something nice for them. Whether it's a direct hit right then and there or if it's later on, that is usually how this works. So these examples are there for you if you wanna research it. I'm sure you could just Google it too. There is tons of information out there. Um, but that one was super interesting as well because the, I, be, I believe they're a form of Christianity, but these people would give you the flower and then the people who would then donate because they're like, you feel obligated to do something back, they would then throw out the flower. And so people would be given a flower they didn't want and they would still give a donation because they felt like they needed to. And just like, it's just the way that the brain works and there is just no getting around that. So if you are um, using this in terms of marketing in your business and things like that, you could do a free trial um, of like a membership type of program. You could do a, um, a like a really good lead magnet of providing all this value for free um, or in terms of if you're connecting with people in the DMs, you could be providing tremendous tremendous amount of value leading up to if you know in the back of your mind you're going to have a launch soon and then you're like hey so and so like I know we talked about this earlier in the month if you're still having trouble I just want to let you know I just opened this new program or I released this new product and I think you would be the perfect fit for it chances are in the back of their mind they're like well you know what they already gave me so much 
value like I might as well I I owe them something so let me invest in this whatever it is and again this doesn't have to be like a ten thousand dollar switch clickbait switch whatever that terminology is I'm talking about this could be like anything um it could be that large but it could also just be like a hey here's ten dollar product or here's a fifty dollar product whatever it is so for my own experience, I have had this worked on me and I didn't know it at the time, but I had fallen victim to the reciprocity principle. I won a, um, a trip to a conference. So I, I won like the three day event. I got to go for free. I still had to pay for my flight. I still had to pay for my lodging. I had to pay for all of the travel expenses and everything, but I got to go to this event for free. So in the back of my mind, like I was like, okay, cool. Like I guess we'll go to this event for free. Like my mind, it's like totally free, even though there's like a couple thousand dollars into like traveling expenses and everything else that's going into this. Now, mind you, I also got a stomach bug while I was at said conference, so I attended one day. So I didn't pay for this conference at all. I went one day, I felt guilty that I couldn't go to the rest of the conference. And then when this person launched a group coaching program a few months down the line, I was the first one giving her my credit card because I was like, she gave me, she, she gave me access to this conference for free. Um, I couldn't even go like, like I, like, it just, it blew my mind that that whole situation, that that is the reciprocity principle at work. <laughs> okay, so moving on from that one, because I've spent a lot of time talking about this already. The information gap theory is theory that suggests that when someone has a gap in their knowledge and in in, on a specific topic that like interests them, like for me, I love psychology, they will take action to find out what they want to know. <laughs> which kind of sounds like, duh, like if somebody likes to know something, I'll give them more information. So in terms of using this in marketing, what comes to mind for me is using headlines and very like click worthy email subject lines or headlines. And the reason I say this is if you're like so-and-so boosted their sales by 200%, find out why you're like, I want to boost my sales by 200%. Let me find out why. And that can be the information gap at work. Another thing that you could go into is if you're like, hey, here's this really good blog post or this really good podcast episode. But you know what? I go into even more detail in this free resource. That is going to cause someone to be like, well, what else do they know? And so now they're signing up for your email newsletter. You're capturing their email address and they're learning more at the same time. The next marketing psychology principle would be scarcity. And this one is like <laughs> the tale is oldest time um, of scarcity. It's the idea that humans place more value on things that they believe to be rare and place a lower value on what can be easily accessed. So this would be scarcity as in there's only 10 spots left or we're filling up for next month. We're already booked out. Like phrases like this that you see time and time again in the industry, nine times out of 10, like they are correct and things do fill up. Um, but there are some people that just know that that tactic works. They're like, oh, there's only three spots available when in theory there's like 10. And that is how we do not use these psychological principles because that's just wrong. <laughs> um, if you were to talk about like, oh, we're going out of business, there's like, X amount left in stock or things like that, or like we're doing a limited run or something where it's just gonna be like, once we're out, we're out. That's gonna get people to invest sooner rather than later. A good example of this that worked on me the other day is someone local is hosting an event and they have it both as a local event 
which is literally down the street from me. So like, obviously that is what I want. And they have a um, virtual event. So it's the same event, just one of it's recorded, one of it's live. And for me, they said there's only 31 spots available for um, the local. And I was like, well, obviously, like, I want to go to that. Like, it's so close. I don't, I can literally drive there from my house. Like, I don't have to worry about, like, finding a place to stay or traveling or anything like that. So, like, yes, it was a no-brainer. And I was going to hit pause and open that email again later to, like, go through the checkout process. But then when I saw there was only 31 spots available, I was like, well, you know what? I don't know how big her email list is. I don't know who else she's told. I don't know how big of an audience she has locally. Let me snag this ticket right now just to make sure that I'm locked in and I don't have to worry about losing my seat. Even though there was unlimited seats available for the virtual event, I knew that I wanted the in-person aspect of it. So that was scarcity at work and it worked on me once again. And that was an example that literally happened yesterday. Two more marketing principles. One of them is social proof, which again is another test, oldest time. Um, and this theory relates to the fact that humans trust products more when they know others who can validate their value. We always, if, if you're going to go buy a new product, chances are you're reading the reviews. Um, whether that's on Amazon, whether that's on someone's website, whatever it is, you can talk about how great you are until you're blue in the face. But as soon as somebody else says it, you're like, oh, maybe there's a little, little validity here um, to what they're saying. So. That, again, I don't really think that needs to be explained more than have your testimonials, get client reviews, talk about yourself, not by yourself, have other people talk about you and capture that information and put it on your sales page, put it on your social media, put it places where people are going to find it. Um, so you don't have to talk about yourself until you're blue in the face and let other people do it for you. It works more effectively. Voila. And then the final... Uh, marketing psychology principle that you are probably like over the moon tired of hearing about is loss aversion. And this one, I would actually say this one might not be as um, well known. It's probably the least out of the five, but still um, loss aversion is the theory that points out that most people would prefer to avoid a loss compared to acquiring gains. If you, ha if somebody was like, Hey, I need a hundred dollars. That would hurt. Like that would hurt to give over that a hundred dollars. Um, but if you could find $100 on the street, you'd be excited. But that excitement versus the giving, it really, it's like, I don't really want to give this up. Like, it's cool that I just found this on the street, but I don't want to give it up. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that the $100 is like the, the industry um, example here. But pretty much people don't want to lose, they don't want to lose their money. <laughs> so you could um, claim that your product is going to help them lose weight, um, but they're going to have to pay you for that. And if you don't, if like you have to outweigh what somebody wants versus what they are going to lose in order to get it. And what they get needs to be 10 times more than what they can lose. Um, because if it's just like, hey, $100, here's this meal plan and workout kit, um, then you can lose weight, yada, yada, yada. That's not really going to do it. But if you're like, hey, $100, we're going to be in it every single day. You're going to coach and call. You're going to get this. You're going to get that um, and kind of over deliver. That's how I personally think that you can co uh, combat the loss aversion is over deliver and not so much over delivering into the point where you it's like unsustainable, but more of just talking to those value points and pointing out all of the little things and 
Um, and in terms of sales pages, this is more of like, instead of saying these are the features, talk about these are the benefits. So it's not like, oh, you're getting three modules, you're getting 10 worksheets and yada, yada, yada. You're gonna be pointing out all the things that in their life that's gonna change. Like you're gonna feel confident again in the summer. You can wear a bikini without feeling like people are looking at you. You can go to the store and you don't have to worry about shopping in the plus size section, whatever it is. Um, just like going through those points that people are like, wow, like that would be really great. It's like, okay, cool. Like another course, another diet plan, another this, another that. But if they can visualize what's actually going to change and they're not, um, cause you have two buckets. You have your money bucket over here and then you have the future bucket of what's possible and you want the future bucket to be like illuminated and you want the the money to just be like nope that's not really even a thought it's fine I just really want this so those would be your five common um, marketing psychology principles again it is reciprocity information gap scarcity social proof and loss aversion now this episode's getting a little long compared to the normal ones because I'm rambling and excited about psychology. Um, but a few basic marketing insights, marketing psychology insights that I want to leave you with so you can begin your strategy so you're not just like, okay, this information's really cool, but like, what does it mean? Like, there's a lot of big jargon in here. Um, so just a few things I want to leave you with. People are influenced by their emotions when making purchasing decisions. Speak to those emotions, kind of like what I just explained in loss aversion. Um, people are more, more likely to buy products that they believe will make them look or feel good about themselves. Again, people buy for like pain. Um, nope. <laughs> people buy for pleasure and to avoid pain. So if something's causing them pain in their life right now, whether it's mental pain, physical pain, whatever it is, they want to avoid that. They want to get something to help them feel better about themselves. So talk to that, talk to um, how they can mentally feel better, how they can physically feel better, how they can save time, how they can um, save money, whatever it is, you know, like those like typical like sales uh, messages. The other thing is people are more likely to buy products that are familiar to them or that they have heard good things about. Hint, hint, social proof. If people are talking about it, more you're more likely that somebody's gonna buy it we never just go out and like find this like miscellaneous brand on the shelf and it's like ooh, i'm gonna take this one for a ride no if you see like all the toothpastes you're not gonna go pick up like one two tooth magoo when there's colgate and crest you know so you're gonna go with what is known and what you either personally have had experience with or that you've heard other people talking about the other thing is that people are more likely to buy products that are affordable and within their budget no brainer but this is when um understanding your customers come in and actually knowing where they are and what their priorities are in life and what their budgeting is and how who's the the purchase decision maker um and things like that because if it's not affordable and it's not something that they can easily be like here's my credit card swipe it not even a second thought then you're gonna have to do a lot more um legwork on the marketing side of it and in the beginning and like when you're trying to just like get these new customers in the door like if we, going back to that landing page i was talking about earlier to get it like ice called leads turned hot leads those are low ticket offers so think about low ticket in terms of what your customer can afford if they're brand new to business chances are a 97 dollars product yes it's a, it's still affordable um but chances are i'm not going to be spending 97 dollars with somebody i have no idea who they are 27 that that sounds reasonable and again this is like you have to think about who your customers are where they are in their journey what their financial situation looks like and everything there 
that could be a whole nother episode all on its own. So I'm going to leave you with that. Um, and then the last basic marketing insight that I want to leave you with is that people are more likely to buy products that are marketed to them in a way that resonates with their values and beliefs. So <laughs> this one's a little loaded um, simply because your marketing isn't going to resonate with everybody. And again, this is going back to your ideal customer and figuring out who they are, what they believe in, who do they trust, things like that. You have to make sure that what you stand for is what your customers stand for. To resonate with someone's beliefs and values, the easiest way that I can explain this is because of the political landscape that has developed over the past few years is if somebody is on your side, quote, quote, or the other political side, chances are you either connected with them really well because like even if they don't vocalize it, you see the undertone of their content. Whereas on the other side, you can see how the other side communicates in the undertone of their content. And it might be a little like, I don't really vibe with that, but you know what? Someone's over here. I can vibe with her a little more. So people are going to gravitate toward you if they have similar values and beliefs. Again, that is <laughs> that is probably the easiest way that I can explain it is with the political views. Um, but that goes for anything that goes for like home values that goes for um, like religious values that goes for just like believing what you should do. Like some people believe that you should buy Instagram followers to make yourself look better. I fuck no, that's not in my camp. Those are not my people. So again, like whatever you hold true to yourself is usually what your customers will hold true for them. And that is how you guys match and mesh. Psychology is great. 